Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Buildings Podcast. This is Robert Niaminen, contributing writer to Buildings, and thanks for tuning in. Most of us are still working from home as part of the new normal we find ourselves in right now, and I hope you and yours continue to remain safe and healthy, uh, whatever part of the country you're in right now. So if you've been following along with us over the past few weeks, uh, you know we're in the final segment of our three-part series on acoustics. And if you haven't heard the first two episodes, uh, you might want to go back and check those out as well. Uh, We covered a lot of ground talking about how effective both sound masking systems and privacy pods are uh, in addressing the issue of unwanted or excessive noise in interiors, um, particularly the open office environment. So for today, um, I wanted to continue along those lines, uh, but shift the focus just a bit and talk about how acoustics affects occupants and occupant comfort especially to those who are more sensitive to excessive noise. And to help me with that, I've invited Ritika Vijay, uh, Managing Principal and Managing Director of IA Interior Architects Boston office, as well as Gresh Cosmo, uh, Principal and Design Director in IA's DC office. Ritika and uh, Gresh, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Welcome. Glad to be here. Great, yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys are here as well. And so for our listeners uh, out there that may not be familiar with you guys, can you tell them maybe just a little bit about the type of work that you guys do and your experience with acoustics, for example? Ritika, if you want to go first on that one. Sure, absolutely. So IA Interior Architects is a global interior architecture firm that focuses largely on workplace and retail. In the spectrum of workplace, we work with clients across a wide range of markets from technology, financial services, consumer brands, as well as institutional. So we really see a wide range of, of people uh, through these through these projects. Um, I, I do have to say I, I grew my career as a designer. And as I've worked with all these organizations, the number one item that comes out in terms of opportunities and solutions that we need to solve are acoustics. That is the largest uh, concern, especially going to a more open environment in workplace. Okay, great. Well, Gresh, what about you? Well, uh, I think that uh, that, uh, Ritika has set the stage very nicely, uh, showing the breadth of of the clients that we are working with. Uh, I think that, you know, working uh, in this industry for over 30 years and uh, and being educated as an architect, but spending a lot of time actually on the inside of the buildings, I see question of acoustics as a paramount to the our to our design process. We talk about it all the time. We recognize how important it is, but also we want to address it with the depth of our knowledge that we bring from experiences with other clients. So, uh, you know, this is something that that we touch base on numerous uh, during the numerous times uh, during our process from the very early visioning stations through the programming through the all the space shaping as well as uh, selections of the materials that is always considered and it is uh, very important for us to get it right right yeah absolutely well i'm glad you guys are here to offer your uh, insights so why don't we jump into the topic for today you know, from where we sit, we've we've seen, and as you mentioned, uh, Ritika, that acoustics seems to be getting a lot of attention uh, in design circles these days um, due to excessive noise, um, especially in the open office uh, environment. Uh, how important are acoustics in, de- in designing environments for occupant comfort specifically? Like, uh, what, what role does it play in well-being? So, uh, 
I'm going to answer that question in two parts. One, it is extremely important. We have to, as Greg said, we have to address it. We have to get it right. Uh, the second half of the answer is acoustic comfort is very hard to define. People are different. Every individual is different. And some folks require drop-dead silence. Other folks require a gentle buzz. Um, whenever we are engaging with clients and they say, we have to make this space acoustic, I say, what does that mean to you? Because mm -hmm. spaces that are so quiet that you can hear a pin drop, they don't support focus because every little wrinkle, every little crinkle, um, people look up and get distracted. So what we tend to do is really understand the bell curve. There may be specific uh, persona, work personas, who require focus. For example, engineering, for example, um, code writing, et cetera. And there are others who don't require focus, sales groups, et cetera. And we try to customize environments based on those profiles. Sure. Gresh, uh, did you want to add to that as, uh, at all? Sure. Uh, you know, it, it, I often say that uh, that uh, workplace design is not only about the space. It is about space. It's about the technology. It's about the internal policies that we that we implement in order to get the space right. Um, but it comes down to that basic level of comfort. And and uh, when we are talking about um, how important it is, uh, it really is one of the essential components of the discussions, as I mentioned what needs to happen within the space. People are very different, and therefore we have to find an equilibrium between uh, different needs, individual needs, the, the, corp uh, the corporate goals, and how it all comes together with the question of how effective an individual can be in the space. And that's the underlying mm -hmm. space, uh, uh, question is, what is the best solution, not for the individual, but for the organization? keeping in mind that, that uh, organizations are composed of individuals. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I want to get to the, um, to the point of, of how you address uh, for individual preferences or individual responses to acoustics, but, but you mentioned the corporation uh, there, Gresh. What do you guys see as being like the cost of an organization not addressing the issue of, of acoustics? Like what's the impact uh, to them uh, if, if they continue to, you know, exist in, in an environment that's uh, not optimized for Occupant comfort. Well, you know, it's it's actually first of all, it's it's productivity is really hard to measure. However, the acoustic and acoustic comfort and comfort in general has a very very direct impact on on the productivity, and therefore, it produces a direct relation to the cost. Simple things, if people are not comfortable, and that means also acoustically comfortable within the space they have an option not to come to the office. When they don't come to the office, then there's immediate lack uh, of connections with their colleagues. There is a detriment to the office culture, and ultimately there's a loss of productivity. That all leads to um, basically worse business results, which, which amounts to the fact that this is something that all the executives and all the designers that work for them uh, should pay attention to. Sure. Patika, did you want to weigh in on that as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely agree with Greg, but I think another item, another cost to an organization is innovation. Studies have shown that innovation best occurs when folks come together, collaborate, share ideas, but then go away and are able to focus and, and really 
recognize those ideas and sift them and bring them to fruition. So if folks are unable to focus because of the acoustic needs or the acoustic uh, conditions, that innovation stream is broken. Mm-hmm. I have also heard, um, even in call center environment or sales environments, the cost could be clients when uh, individuals are on the call center phone calls, talking to clients, talking to um, customers out there, and there's background noise, and you can't really articulate and hear what the individual on the phone is. I have had um, companies lose clients because of that. Wow. Yeah, so there is a huge impact there potentially for not addressing the issue of acoustics. So um, one of the terms that I've seen in, in kind of preparing for our, our uh, podcast today was the term, you know, acoustic sensitive. Can you guys talk a little bit about that and maybe, you know, for our listeners, define that for them? Maybe, Gresh, you want to go first on that? Sure. Well, I actually am not familiar completely with acoustically sensitive. I understand what it, what it is, but, uh, you know, yeah, sound sensitivity is actually quite rare. It 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 is connected to to the oversensitivity to the sounds. However, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that that we hear about acoustical sensitivity is really based on the perception, and that in turn is part of the psychology, so uh, of the of the person, of the organization, of the space. And uh, um, that in turn also is also based on the opinions that are based on, on our experiences, that psychology. Therefore, uh, really understanding where people are coming from, where they, what are their experiences with, uh, with uh, past environments where they were, um, what, uh, talking to them about, about um, different aspects of, of their past and what they are looking for, what they are doing on a daily basis, really allows us to understand what is their acoustical sensitivity or sensitivity more precisely to the acoustical privacy. Because we're talking about the acoustical privacy, which uh, can vary from person to person, environment to environment. However, mm-hmm. at Every day, each one of us requires some of it to a different degree. Sure. Ritika, how do you, um, how do you sort of define it for yourself? I, I actually have not heard of it before either. However, to me, it's very simple. It's just what is the level of sensitivity to noise that each individual has. And I, I agree in that with Greg in that everyone has different levels of sensitivity depending on the task, depending on the day, depending on the environment. Um, we often, when we are working with clients who are coming from an unhealthy environment, maybe uh, not treated for noise, it may have offices that don't have full height partitions or have a lot of gaps between doors and frames and noise is just transmitting everywhere. They tend to be extremely acoustically sensitive and aware because they're in a place that uh, really has a lot of failure on that point. Then when they move to an environment where we have put in um, support systems around the acoustics, all of a sudden their acoustic sensitivity is is gone. So I I really uh, believe that that term acoustic sensitive is, is, um, you know, a, a moving point in time. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Sure. Yeah, and I was going to ask, like, how do you determine someone's sensitivity to acoustics? I mean, is it a matter of, you know, as you're interviewing clients and how they work? I mean, does that sort of come up in, in conversation with them, like how, how much privacy or acoustic privacy they need? 
Oh my gosh, does it come off? Yes, Raj, what do you think? How much time do we spend talking? Yeah, it's like, it's usually the first thing out of their mouth and the last thing out of their mouth, and it keep, continues throughout the design process. So, yeah, it's, it's a big yeah. topic. Yeah. I, go ahead. You know, I, sorry, Greg, I, I think the thing is, is no matter what they say, as designers who've been doing this forever, we do have to filter what mm-hmm. we're hearing with the reality of the situation. Again, mm-hmm. how people talk about acoustics is so um, biased by their current environment or their thinking mm-hmm. or their fears that we really have to dig to the depth of the issue and solve for that. Sure. No, it's it's uh, in my view it is a, a kind of a, a part of the basic hierarchy of needs as applied to the workplace, uh, which is you know this is one of those very fundamental physical needs that are at the very bottom of all the other things that that we may need in the workplace, which is our mental needs, emotional needs, and and even those uh, more on the aesthetic, spiritual, being part of the of the larger whole. Uh, so this is kind of a fundamental to, to how we design the spaces. And mm-hmm. in order to get it right, in order to, to really determine that, because this was your question, you know, we talk to them. And as I said, a lot of their preconceptions about acoustics come from what is familiar with them. Uh, we offer a little broader view. We, uh, we offer experience of working with, uh, with other clients, seeing the transformations that they have done with us through the design that was offered to them and, and try to educate the client as much as, uh, clients as much as possible about their options. Ultimately, we cannot force them into the, the, the solution that, we, that uh, they are not comfortable with. But we can mm-hmm. give them options, give them different ways of looking at the issue of acoustics within the workplace in order to, for them to understand that one solution that they may be familiar with may not be the only one they have. Right. Yeah, and I was going to ask you to touch on that. I mean, it sounds like addressing acoustics isn't a one-size-fits-all approach, um, that it needs to be kind of tailored to at least the individual organization, uh, if not the occupant. Is that is that fair to say? Well, it, it, so there are some canons that, that are universally uh, approached. However, uh, there's also a lot of variability. Let's, let's take our favorite topic of the day, which is the open space design. Mm-hmm. And you have so many variables that play into, into that one topic of what they do, how they do, how they interact with their stakeholders, with their clients. I'm talking about our clients working in that space. Uh, designing the space as, as uh, I have one financial client that they love the buzz. They love the uh, certain level of energy within the space that comes with a relatively high level of acoustical noise within the space. They see it as the motivation for interaction, for, therefore, as Ratika said, for innovation. This is a motivation also for learning from each other. So there's a mentoring aspect of it. And this is at a level of energy and their brand. Uh, very often, quite, often, quite uh, frankly, more often than not, we're designing open spaces as um, quiet car environments where this, uh, this people in the, in the open space benefit from access to views, access to daylight, which would be otherwise diminished, 
but there's a set of rules there that um, that uh, is set forth in order to for them to obey by that limit the uh, the the uh, acoustical distractions that are within the space that paired with the white noise and some acoustical treatments mm-hmm. on the ceiling on the floor on the walls all of that comes together so depending on their their uh, sensitivity to the topic and what they are familiar with and what has and has not worked with them in the past we can tailor uh, uh, the environment to to their needs however Certain things like acoustical design for the conference rooms, for the auditoria, for certain special spaces um, uh, are pretty prescriptive. At the same time, if somebody has some unique need, uh, we would definitely listen to them how they work in that space, what they want to achieve, and even engage acoustical consultant on that for that. Yeah, absolutely. Ritika, did you have any other um, thoughts as far as, you know, how to address acoustics effectively uh, for those either who are sensitive or to the organizations as well? I know... Um, Gresh, you touched on quite a bit there, which is great. But do you want to um, weigh in on that also? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what? really, I agree with everything that Gresh said, but I think the key is is just providing a palette of places. Um, as we've talked about, acoustics mean different things to different people. So if we have spaces like a quiet car or a phone room, or a cafe, people are productive in variety of settings where they feel comfortably with the acoustics. So, mm-hmm. well, great. Well, I think that those are great suggestions for sure. Um, good solutions. And I know once this uh, whole social distancing and quarantine situation has passed, I'm sure people are going to be eager to get back to their offices and and hopefully be more keenly aware of how they can design for acoustics and its related sensitivities. So. Well, I think this is a perfect place to kind of pause here. And uh, Ritika and, and Gresh, I, I thank you so much again for being here and being uh, part of the conversation. We really appreciate you being here. Thank you. It was fun. Thank you. All right, great. Well, for our listeners out there, uh, thank you again for tuning in. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and be well, everyone.